guys, welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily and Molly. Hello. Yay, we're back. Yeah, our pal Molly is back to talk to us about her crippling gambling addiction and her road to recovery. It's been a hard time, guys. You have no idea. They say you know you've hit rock bottom when you start betting on the outcome of historical wars. <laughs> yeah. I can't go along with it anymore. I have no idea what you're talking about. I do not have a gambling addiction for the record. I am fine. The first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> We're not there yet. Then. You're fine, but also not fine. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Okay. Just from getting this show started, I'd say, no, we are not all fine. Oh, absolutely not. I'm <laughs> extremely hungover, and Molly is on little sleep, so. Yeah, they are both slap happy. Living my best life. Uh, <laughs> so how's everybody doing? <laughs> not good, <laughs> Having a good week? Yeah, uh. So one of my friends texted me this morning because I was sending them snaps of me and my other friend, Al. I sent back, fuck, I feel like an old broad. I can't do this again because it's been a while since I've actually been out drinking. And she texts back. She goes, so are you thriving or surviving? I'm like, I'm barely surviving. There's no thriving at all. <laughs> uh, it was a rough morning. But other than that, my week went by actually pretty quickly. Not much really going on. Um, Molly? Did you have a good week? Uh, yeah, I have just been super busy with work and school. I'm actually finishing up my online class for the summer next week, and then I have a week off, and then I start fall semester. So not much of a break, but that's kept me super busy. And then working the days that I don't have school, so only the days of the weekend are my off days at this point, which is nice. I like the schedule of it all. Yeah, I don't have a lot going on. Lost a really bad coworker, and I'm on vacation, so... <laughs> <laughs> Life's good right now. Uh, I'm just ready for fall semester to start. Not me. We're, We're going to lose some good workers. Yeah. Fall school's basically online. I yeah. was going to say, well, yeah, most of them will probably be able to continue working through. We could just cancel school forever. School. Nobody needs education. Ever. <laughs> you want to go into what the fuck news? Yeah. Or the return of what the fuck news? My first one is... Rhode Island mistakenly issued tax refund checks signed by Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. What? Good way to get out of having to pay. <laughs> yeah. So Rhode Island issued 176 tax refund checks signed by Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse instead of the state treasurer. And it was all because of a misprint glitch on the Division of Taxation's automated refund check printing system. How the fuck do you get Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse? Yeah, why is it in Rhode Island? Yeah, I have no clue. It's gotta be just something that, you know, you've seen like sample IDs and stuff where it's always like one, two, three, four. Yeah. I'm sure somewhere they have a sample, this is what the check should look like, and they just needed a name to put on there. So we're like, hey, it'd be funny to mm -hmm. put Mickey Mouse on. And then they got mass and then, produced. Yeah. So do they get that money back they canceled those checks okay. so they can't be deposited and they are resending them out okay. and it says that most of them went to like corporations rather than people but like they had to cancel them and how many people do you bet are gonna try and cash those still probably quite a few there really wasn't much to it. i just thought the headline was funny okay yeah it's kind of one of those stupid stories um mine's from the new york post Baboons armed with knives and chainsaws spotted in UK Safari Park. Where do you guys find this stuff? Facebook. What the fuck? I get a lot of mine from the subreddit Not the Onion, which is 
headlines that sound so ridiculous they should be satire, but mm, sadly not. are not. Jesus. Okay, so for some reason, I was imagining this was like in Africa or India. And then I read the article closer. And yeah, it's a safari park in Britain. You just drive through and they have tigers, apes, lions, rhinos, and other animals just out in the open. Oh, nice. Seems safe. Yeah, the baboons are already known for vandalizing cars and like trying to steal shit. But there's been growing reports of a roving gang of baboons carrying blades, screwdrivers, and a chainsaw. And the park employees don't know how they're getting them. <laughs> They think it's possible they might be just stealing them out of, like, beds, trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like from but, the park? Well, just people driving through, because that's what you do there. But they're also worried that people are intentionally arming them for laughs. See, I was just about to say, I hope they put up signs that say, please, like, you know, please do not feed the animals. Please don't arm our animals. Yeah, in 2020, let's not be doing that. We don't need to it's be... It's already a goddamn yeah, I was gonna dumpster because we need one more thing. Yeah. I keep seeing various headlines like scientists discover previously unknown ancient bacteria frozen in ice and shit like that. I'm like, leave this stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Like in 2020, we just need to all agree to not. We're just leaving everything alone. But it's great because this park is like well known to mechanics in the area because people drive through and they get their cars fucked up. <laughs> and one mechanic in the article is quoted as. Well, the kids start chirping up saying they want monkeys all over the car, and the next thing you know, you're driving home with no registration plate. Good money for us, mind you, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> like, the mechanics on the air just love this park because the kids just talk their parents into taking them, and then it trashes Down their vehicle. Bad so, booms. like, do you just drive through the park? Yeah. Okay. So they, like, literally attack your car as you're driving through. Yeah. What the heck? The whole idea seems weird to me, especially because there's also rhinos. Ice? What's to stop people from um, getting out of their cars? Yeah. Isn't England very cool anyways? A lot cooler than over here. Yeah, that's another so, thought I had. All of these How are, are these animals surviving in a safari when England and Britain in general are probably like 10, 15, 20 degrees cooler than mm-hmm. here? And it rains a lot more over there. Yeah. The whole business is questionable. If anything, they should have, like, their own cars that drive through, and then, like, people or, get like, in those. Yeah, like, make it a Megadome, at least, yeah. where it's, like, controlled climate. Or, like, Jurassic Park, where yeah. they, like, That's what I was couldn't thinking. get out of the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how this thing is even happening. Safe, yeah. yeah. It's not. So, what's your next story? Plane overloaded with cocaine crashes on takeoff, exposing alleged crime syndicate. How did it explode? I'll get into that. Okay. (laughs) A light aircraft overloaded with cocaine crashed on takeoff on its way to Australia. And it is exposing a Melbourne-based crime syndicate leading to the arrest of five men and links to the Italian mafia. Oh. It had more than 500 kilograms, which is 1,100 pounds of cocaine. And let's see. it's It's one of those like little... It almost looks like a pond hopper. Mm-hmm. And obviously, 1,100 pounds is probably going to that motherfucker. I saw that same article, and if I was the people that got arrested, I would not be worried about the legal consequences. 
<laughs> I'd be more concerned with the consequences of whose business I have just fucked up. No kidding. Like, you got hired to smuggle a shipment, and now it's lost, and you've exposed the whole operation. You're not going to live. Yeah. So, I guess not only did it crash, but after crashing, they took off with the drugs. It is estimated value is 80 million Australian dollars, which is about 57 million U.S. dollars, and could be equivalent to about 500,000 street deals. Yeah. I'd say your best bet is to immediately agree to whatever deal the government gives you and go into witness protection because your ass is grass. Oh, yeah. And this is the largest drug bust in recent Australian history. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Like, I, why would you not take, like, multiple trips? Why would you... I'm giving people bad ideas. Realistically, <laughs> people, why would you put 1,100 pounds of cocaine in a little pond hopper? Mm-hmm. It's always stupid stuff like that that exposes these big operations. But yeah, tiny little plane, and they're like, um, these greedy motherfuckers, like, you have to take in. It, it went down because of the weight. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> so my next one. I love this story. It's the article that just keeps on giving. You're scaring me. Another great one from the New York Post, also about something happening in Britain. Man who lost penis to blood infection has new one built on his arm. The story that leads up to this is so, so great. Malcolm McDonald, a 45-year-old British man, suffered an infection that turned his fingers, toes, and manhood black, ultimately causing his penis to fall off. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Here's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone and I was going to lose it. So, did, was he aware of this blood infection before all this happened? Yeah, it, it's unclear how long it took, but, like, it was something that was, he saw it coming. Yeah. But, and I don't know, like, how are they were treating it, it just wasn't effective, but. But, like, it was probably a possibility from the beginning after being diagnosed yeah, with this. Yeah. So did he just lose his penis, or did he lose his fingers and toes, too? Just the penis. How unfortunate. Yeah, but he goes on. Okay. <laughs> he was, quote. Completely gutted when his penis just dropped off onto the floor in 2014. Oh my god. But his testicles remained intact. I'm sorry. I'm not a guy, obviously, but can you just imagine, Dan, if you're just walking and like, your penis just fell off? I believe his quote, it was like a horror film, sounds Did about he right. bleed after it just fell off? Or like, I think it I was wanna... kind of like when, you know how some people like, put the uh, rubber band around a dog's tail? Oh, they do that to bulls. Yeah. yeah. Like to castrate them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it like just killed off the blood vessels or something. I don't uh, know. But, but like, what was he doing that he was naked? Like, so naked. I had the same thought. <laughs> where were you? Think about Was he where, walking around his house like when he Where the were you? Were you going to the bathroom? Were you about to get a shower? And it just goes. What if he was trying to pee like, and it just falls in the toilet? Yeah. Would you be able to pee? Paper? We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant like with the blood infection, if your penis was black, would you well, still be able to pee through it? I would I imagine you could have. Yeah. Or, I mean, I mean, there's other means of defecation right. and yeah. urinating. I wonder I how know. he is now. I guess the one on his arm, does, does it function? <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. I'm telling you, the story. They probably just made a hole down there because you have to, they probably did something to the ureter. And yeah. That can't be sanitary. Maybe though. a catheter. They have to keep it closed. But anyway. Okay. Since he'd had some time to see this coming, he had kind of already accepted this inevitability. Mm-hmm. So he says he just picked it up and threw it in the trash. 
okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Just so she's like, the cat well, picking up just turns to dust. Well, technically, he's British, so his quote was, he threw it in the bin. <laughs> oh. But he had enough sense. He's like, I should probably go get this checked out now that it's fallen off. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Like, this is probably a cause to go to the hospital. Company so, comes over, there's a penis in the trash can. Yeah, I want to know, like, was it hard? Was it still squishy? <laughs> what, like... We, we don't have... <laughs> Too many questions. We, we don't have those details. Damn. But his quote goes Damn. on. He <laughs> says, I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. <laughs> a little sausage roll. <laughs> Uh, Which way are they rolling? Are they rolling it upside? <laughs> are they rolling it vertically? I'm thinking toothpaste too. <laughs> I have too many fucking questions. So after this experience, he was a little depressed. Been a couple of years just kind of drinking all the time. Okay. Being a recluse until he met a doctor who said he could regrow him a penis as a graft on his arm. Like, have you seen these stories of people like they can grow? Human ears, ears on yeah. the back of a mind. Same basic concept. Okay. But a penis. And since they have the national healthcare system in Britain, the government was paying for it, but not as a cosmetic thing. It was only eligible because he needed it to be. Okay. <laughs> or it could help him be. I guess like he's somehow he's doing it. It could right. be functional. Yeah. But he figured while they were doing it anyway, he would make a request from the doctors and they agreed that they could grow an extra two inches. Yeah. boy. <laughs> it doesn't say what he was starting with but he went for the extra two inches and unfortunately for him it was supposed to take two years to grow but also since it's the national healthcare system there they have a lot of delays there's been a lot of scheduling issues on his side staff shortages and he was about to get it grafted into the proper location when the coronavirus pandemic struck oh no so now he's still stuck with it on his arm it's been four years is it still growing yeah like, is it able to be moved at this point yes but at the moment, he can't get in anywhere to have it taken from his arm to between his legs. And he says he sometimes feels like he's cursed, but he hopes to have it grafted in the proper location by the end of the year. And his final quote is, I am determined this penis will ultimately be used for what it was built for. Slaying some goddamn poon. Oh, here's an added little detail. So he's a mechanic. So he's constantly reaching oh. into places. <gasps> Can he feel it? I would imagine he has to have, like, nerves, because, like, it's growing off of blood vessels and stuff in his arm. Like, So he's got, like, a double arm. It's like this. The original article has a photo of him, and his <gasps> sleeve is rolled up, but the whole forearm is just pixelated. Damn it. it oh, it's great. I, I feel, need to I, see this. See it? See it? <laughs> yeah! Like, I want to know what it looked like on his arm. I have too many... I, I kind of want to know what the stump looked like. The sausage yeah. roll? <laughs> The verticals, or not the vertical, the horizontal, the horizontal sausage roll. Uh, I have too many unanswered questions with this article, and I need visual answers. Yeah, that's all there is to it, but like I said, it's the it's, story that keeps on giving. It's, it so it's so unfortunate for this guy, like, kind of cursed. His dick fell off, but he got to keep his fingers and toes, which is really impressive, but, like, dude watched his dick literally fall on the ground. I can't. That... That's the part that got me when I was first reading. Like it hit the floor. I wonder what the sound it made on the floor. I want to know. Is it like? Yeah. Was it like a like fleshy 
slap? <laughs> or well, was why... it like dropping jerky on the floor? That's why I want to know if it had any squish left to it or if it was just kind of like hard from the blood. Crusty cat turns to dust. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many unanswered questions. <laughs> and I need visuals. Maybe we'll get a biopic someday. <laughs> that should be Lin-Manuel Miranda's next <laughs> biographical play. Oh, gosh. Speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda, we forgot to mention this at the opening of the show, but the big topic of our show today is Hamilton, now on Disney+. Plus. That was Molly's choosing. Yes, sir. This was longer than I expected. Yeah, it's like over two hours. It's, it's almost three, three hours. Yeah. yeah. So, Molly, since this was your pick, why don't you start us off with just your general feelings on the musical? I really liked it. I have been listening to the soundtrack for it since it came out. Um, I remember going to New York and like listening to the soundtrack the whole way there. I knew that the play, obviously, or it's a musical, but when I first watched it, I was a little like confused, I guess, that there wasn't much dialogue. Like It's basically all the soundtrack. The musical that, is the that soundtrack. That's one issue that I had, because sometimes it was kind of hard to keep up with. I yes. had to put on the subtitles. Yes. So I've seen this like at least five times. I've watched it a lot. Um, and each time I watch it, I get goosebumps. I really like musicals. Um, they're very fascinating to me. The work that the, is put into them is intense. And so to like see it all come together for the first time is really cool. So like they're dancing, extremely impressive to me. Their vocals were phenomenal. And just like the acting, the scene where uh, their son, Philip dies and like Eliza like screams at the very end, I, like made me cry. I was like, oh, okay. That part was not in the soundtrack and I was <laughs> not mentally prepared for that, but all right, cool. And just like Eliza's acting in general was phenomenal to me. So I really enjoyed it. But for me, some people have told me they either really like it or they really do not like it. There hasn't really been an in-between from what I've heard. I actually didn't like it. I could not get into it whatsoever. I don't know what it is because I love musicals. I love plays. I love Broadway shows. I could not get into this. It was a struggle for me to get through this movie. But the people who played the parts were very strong actors and I was I was very impressed with them and they suited the roles very, very well. The singing was awesome. The leads came out powerful. The not the leads, the female leads when they were coming out there in Act One came out strong and I loved them. And I think one of the other things I was very, very impressed with is the amount of people of color that were in this production. That's the word. And I loved it, absolutely loved it, because they played those parts amazing. But in general, hated it. I'm kind of in between you two. I've really been looking forward to seeing this before I knew they were going to do this Disney Plus thing. I was really hoping they would make it one of those big movie productions eventually, mm-hmm. which I still hope they do. Yeah. I would watch it. I mean, I prefer the movie version of Rent over the stage version. The music is really the like strong suit of this and the different styles. The story's kind of lacking. I had to break it up into chunks because I just was not invested in the characters, despite the amazing acting and depictions. I think I moved from part to part too quickly, and I think that is because of the singing instead of singing with acting. Yes. um, I think seeing this in person would have been completely different rather than seeing it on a TV. I think I would have had a more enjoyable experience Because, like, a few years ago, I went and saw Phantom of the Opera. Phenomenal. And I would rather have an in-person experience. So I wonder if, like, 
I would enjoy it more actually seeing it Mm -hmm. in live production rather than watching it on my TV. Yeah, I didn't hate it. And I would definitely listen to the soundtrack again, probably before I watched this. I might go back and watch parts of this again Mm because I enjoyed it. And I have a degree in history, so there was parts of it that I was like, yeah, I, I know exactly what's going on there. Even though I'm not expert on Hamilton himself, I just, I learned a lot about him from this. And I assume some of it's obviously fictionalized. But there was parts like Washington complained about how undisciplined his people were, how unsupplied they were, how they're supposed to be fighting a war and the, the Congress won't even give them supplies. Like, that. I'm like, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I, I know exactly what's going on there. But on the whole, like, it just was a little overly long. Yeah. It, yeah. it could have been pared down, maybe not told his whole life story, but the music's phenomenal. And the different styles, I really love. There was like some reggae mixed in there. Ooh. Can we talk about the set for a second? The floor, the theater that they're in, and I don't know if it's in all the theaters that they do this, but... The turntable? The turning floor was so well used, and I thought it was so cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Built one of those once. A turning floor? That's cool. For one year, I was a theater major. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah, most like bigger theaters have turntables. Like I know the Fox does, and um, when we went to New York and were at a Broadway show, they had one. So most of them do, but it's usually like bigger theaters. Yeah. The thing that impressed me was that the center stayed like stationary. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it also moved. Mm-hmm. And the fact, like one person would be in one spot, and then them rotating around. The yeah. people who were singing were in specific spots, and when it moved, I was impressed with. It was that. really well done. The um, staging of each spot in the scene very well done, and they busted ass doing it it always blows me away to see like broadway productions like that like you see this huge like big numbers with the whole cast and everything and then you see them come out at the end and you're like oh that's it that's all that's there they make it look so much bigger than it actually is that's a real trick to live theater is to build a minimalist set Mm -hmm. that still serves the purpose of the entire story that i definitely appreciate the hard work that goes into that set design Mm what do you guys think of hamilton we'll say the character like i said Obviously, this is going to be fictionalized to some degree, so let's mm-hmm. let's talk about it as a completely fictional story rather than trying to look at it from any kind of historical point of view. I actually, I mean, I love history, but I'm not a history major, so I actually didn't know Hamil- Alexander Hamilton's life. I mean, I knew the characters. They all were very familiar to me, but like, I didn't realize some of the things that actually happened, and I actually didn't know his place in history, honestly, and I remember studying a little bit about him, but you know how schools are, and jumping around on history and missing important things. Mm. So, I mean, we barely touched base with Hamilton in school, so seeing it played out, and I know that it wasn't, like, everything, but, like, important parts in his life were portrayed in this so, I mean, was he a lawyer? Was Alexander Hamilton a lawyer at one point? Or? Yeah, they showed him as a lawyer. Okay. Yeah, he did that, and then he was like, he wrote a lot of the papers. Yeah. He- so his importance to history is the fact that he helped create the Declaration of bank. Independence? No, or- no. The first, the first national bank. He was the first Okay. treasury secretary. The whole argument that him and Thomas Jefferson are having which I came into this, my only real knowledge of Hamilton himself was from the HBO John Adams movie, which takes the 
opposite side is more sympathetic to Jefferson and shows him as like a Hamilton as just a complete ass. Their whole argument is coming from what is this new nation going to be? Many people saw it as the states were just that independent states joining their power together under the United States. So it wasn't supposed to be a centralized government. They're all just working together. And that's kind of Jefferson's point of view. He wants everybody to be independent states. Yeah. I mean, not like countries, but like they should all be sovereign to themselves. Hamilton, what he's saying is for us to actually have power as a group, we have to centralize the power. And to do that, we have to have money for this centralized government and we have to build credit so other countries will load us money. So they bought all the independent states' debt, assumed it themselves, which gives them kind of a credit history and whatnot, developed the treasury, and now they can borrow more money from other countries because I guess if you're <laughs> if you have debt, that means you'll pay debt. I, I still don't understand that. I don't but but it's kinda of like how your credit score now mm-hmm. you're better off having open accounts than no debt at all. I still don't understand it, but that's kind of what Hamilton's thinking was, and he was probably right, but that's the argument they're having is where does the power reside? One central government or a bunch of smaller governments agreeing towards you? I gotta say, this is the 1700s. The knowledge that they have is actually quite impressive because, I mean, at the time, you're just pulling shit out of your ass, but when you actually look back at it, they're brilliant. I know Aaron Burr and Hamilton were very knowledgeable people, especially coming from the backgrounds that they had. But it's honestly impressive to sit there and think like these people created the first steps of a country out of nothing. I mean, they took ideas probably from other places, but like to sit down without actually knowledge of how to run a country and make these laws and create you said the bank and then it kind of shows george washington a little bit on his struggle with the presidency or becoming the president of the nation but i'm very impressed yeah that's one thing i like about any production like this is humanizing the founding fathers and like getting a look at yeah they there are these icons but they were also people imperfect but also brilliant they had their disagreements some of them did very bad things but they were to a large part, self-educated. I mean, there were universities. The education system wasn't what it is now. Yeah. You largely had to go seek out books. You had to be your source of knowledge. And so philosophical. You don't get that today. No. It's so much like all about politics. Yeah. Which it was then too, but just just so much. It's like so philosophical or else you have people like Jared Leto. Yeah. That's not philosophical. That's douchebag. We're calling out Dr. Leto on another, in another podcast. We just do that every episode. <laughs> just call out his bullshit. Rename our episode or rename our podcast. Jared Leto is a douchebag. <laughs> but yeah, Hamilton the man. Do you like him? Not like him? Character wise. I did. I he did like some pretty shitty things, obviously, but he also did a lot of good things. And so you kind of have to like weigh that like just because you did a bad thing doesn't make you a bad person. And so he cheated on his wife and that was bad and that was heartbreaking for her. And obviously their son died and that was even harder for them because they were kind of broken. And then she finds out about that, not from somebody else, from him in the papers because he posted it all. 
But then for them to be able to come back together after that and him wanting to work it out and not just saying, screw it, I'm leaving. I think that was good on his part. And obviously he got a bad rap for that, which he should rightfully. But they were able to make it up in the end. And obviously he did right by her after that. And then she did right by him after he passed. So he had a hard life. He was an orphan. People didn't like him. He had to basically fight and like gain all the knowledge that he could on his own and then made something out of his life for himself, which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, because he could have just been a street rat. Exactly. He wanted more. Exactly. Because what, his father left and his mom, he almost died because he was super sick. Sick and his mom died. And having to grow up watching not only your father leave, but literally watching your mother die. And and then other people in your family. uh Uh-huh. And then being just tossed out. And he could either, you know, I'm going to live on the streets or I'm going to become somebody. Mm -hmm. And even then, too, people were still like shooting him down, like, you're not going to amount to anything and you won't make it. And he was still trying his hardest and he didn't stop after that. I just think that's a pretty... Pretty cool story from, especially like you said, so long ago, like it was always hard. People talk about today, like people putting each other down, like it's always been like that, just in different settings. I didn't really like him. To me, like he's just, I guess coming from that orphan background, he's just so hungry Mm -hmm. to move up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they shy away from this depiction. It's actually probably exaggerated in the play of like, he's almost obsessed with what's next? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. What's my legacy? Always grasping for more, but not being satisfied with what he has at the moment. Almost like he's losing himself to, not to power, but to obsession. Yeah. And I'm a little 50-50. I liked him, but the way that he portrays himself, extremely smart, but almost cocky in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, because he was so smart. And, you know, he talks and talks, but, like, he almost, in certain ways, like, sometimes he'll be, like, very, like, even keel, and other times it's, he's the biggest asshole. He's just so governed by his emotions and passions. There's a part earlier in the musical where he just keeps asking George Washington, give me a command, give me some men, you know, let me prove myself, but at the same time, he can't follow a simple order of, hey, don't go shoot that guy that just said some bad things about George Washington. And then he doesn't do it himself, but he lets one of his friends do it for him mm. and gets in trouble and doesn't understand why. If you, you want to be, a, yeah, if you want to be a leader, you also got to know when to quit. Yeah. When to put your own feelings aside for like the greater good. Um, what'd you think about the king and his songs? He cracked me up. Every time he came out, I could hear the audience laugh and it would just make me laugh more because he was just, he was so on point with his character. When he would sing and then the spit would come out of his mouth and he'd be like drooling on himself. He just, he kind of had some like crazy eyes and I loved it. It's like he's going through a bad breakup. Yes. (laughs) The subtext of every song is, I wouldn't have to be so abusive to you if you wouldn't make me so mad. I like when he would do the da 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 yep. da yeah. da and like the faces that he made because he'd get all wide-eyed when he'd say it. It's almost like he's losing his mind. Yes. Well, and the great thing is like at one point he says, I'd go mad if I lost you. That king literally went mad. Mm-hmm. I think it was funny how quickly he could change from being all like musical about like the la-di-da's or whatever. And then he kind of like cocked his head at one point. He was just like, everybody, like, come on, everybody sing now. And they all came in and his ability to change that quickly with his acting 
was impressive. The acting in this. If I had to give this movie anything, it's the acting. Acting. Mm -hmm. 100% the people who were the actors did phenomenal. The way they portray the characters and the concept of the play of we're going to modernize this and Thomas Jefferson, he's got such swagger in this. The way they portray him here, where he just comes back and he's just like, hey, what I miss? Mm. Oh, well, we just fought a war. <laughs> where were you? Getting high with the French. Yeah. And he just has that swagger the whole time through. It's great. The subtle digs in that musical number were good. Um, What part was it? It was in the second act when they were passing the mic around. Uh, the, when they were the digging. rap battles. Yes! I love those. That one was good. <laughs> well, as soon as I saw like the way they were like, staged on stage, I'm like, are they about to have a rap battle? Yes, sir. Oh, Which definitely man. takes away from the historical point, but <sighs> well, it, it's also, it made that scene, though. Yeah, it's great because those were actual like arguments they were having at the time, and it gives a modern world mm-hmm. perspective on it of, like, yeah, they were just sniping each other. Like, what do you well, I guess they probably didn't have anything written down of actual things they said in that in the arguments. Well, I doubt the actual discussions, but at that time... Pretty close, probably. There was no hesitation to write essays and make anonymous publications, or not anonymous publications, basically just calling people out. It wasn't a rap battle, but it was very publicly, this person's an ass. They just hate each other so much. <laughs> Hamilton was never a president. No. He's on the $10 bill, right? Yeah. I guess because he's the treasury. Yeah. My mom was asking that after she watched it, too, because she also was like, okay, what was his, what did he do? What was the point of all of that? Like, she didn't get it either. It also reminded me of something I had forgotten was how the presidential elections used to work of the runner-up becomes vice president. So you're just stuck working with somebody that spent however- They did that for many years, too. It stopped after- they made like a, I think it was the 12th Amendment after, well, after Aaron Burr became vice president to Jefferson. I think that was the catalyst of like, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. So now like you have to have a separate election for the vice Burr president. Is a little crazy. Which the way it works now, like they pick running mates. Technically the like electoral college still has to pick. It always comes out the running mate. Technically it doesn't have to. Okay. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. I had forgotten about it until I saw it in this like, oh yeah, like that's just something we forget and like nobody talks about because it makes life simple. I don't think I actually knew because it, but Jefferson's president number three? Yes. Adams got elected president. Jefferson was the runner up. And they were off and on friends and enemies throughout their life. Their whole relationship is fascinating, but at that point, they hate each other, so they couldn't work together, and then that just kind of carried on, like, uh, we should probably find a better system than Does this. Does anybody know the president's song? Yeah, I'm not singing it. Do it. No. All of them. Name Absolutely them. not. Dan, can you name them all? I think I can only- I could probably come close. Like, if you gave me a piece of paper, I probably wouldn't get them on in order, but I would probably be able to list them. You know- Honestly, if you think about it, we've only had 45 presidents in our entire United States history. It's fascinating. It's, that's kind of crazy to think about. I love that part in Hamilton where the king, is he hears that George Washington has stepped down from office. He's like, that's something you can do? 
And then he like, asks who it, who's going to take his place. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? Just keep replacing their leaders? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is kind of a radical idea. What do you think Coming about from it? a monarchy? Four years, eight years, in the grand scheme of history, that's not that long to get things done. No. It's really fascinating. I really liked, there's one song where Aaron Burr and Hamilton are both singing to their newborn kids. Yeah, I really like that. that was very like, sweet. Just, just seeing like the happiness on their faces. Yeah, imagining what their kids are gonna who, do. Who did Aaron Burr ever marry? Because I like know. I know he did he, marry. He no, was it the woman who was, was it Theodosia? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the girl was named Theodosia too, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have anything else to say on Hamilton unless mm-hmm. you guys did. That was all my notes. I do have a game for you guys to play, like mm-hmm. last time. Okay. <laughs> but first. A word from our sponsor. Oh, God. We don't have an actual sponsor. Okay, I was like, what? 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 How do you know? This could be our first legit sponsor, and you're already bad-mouthing. Is it a legit sponsor? I think you would tell me if we had a legit sponsor. Your so nose is switching your line. This is not a sponsored video <gasps> yet, unfortunately. It's not a video yet, either. Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. As you just recently pointed out, we're not video. Move on. Okay. The hostility in here is to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop laughing long enough to do this. Are you ready? I guess. Audiences the world over have fallen in love with Broadway's modernized telling of Alexander Hamilton's untold story. And now there's a new untold chapter brought to you by the associate producer of 12 Years a Slave and the co-executive producer of Too Fast, Too Furious. The nation's first treasury secretary was a broken man. Publicly disgraced and reeling from the death of his son, he retreated from politics, hoping to live a quiet life bonding with the new puppy he received as a final gift from his dying son. But his rivals couldn't leave him alone. They killed his dog and now he's back with a vengeance. Keanu Reeves is Alexander Hamilwick. Aided by a time-traveling ally, he's armed with the 21st century's deadliest weapons. And you can be sure this marksman's not going to throw away his shot. The only law he recognizes now is that the man with the gun decides who lives, who dies, and who tells your story. Can I die? (laughs) He's a one-man hurricane, and he's going to blow them all away. Co-starring Chris Ludacris Bridges as Nikola Tesla, John Cena as Thomas Jefferson, and that one guy from Game of Thrones as Aaron Burr. No, not that guy, the other one. Hamilwick. Coming soon to a theater near you. I don't get how Nikola Tesla is even in this. He's the time-traveling ally that helps arm Alexander Hamilton with AR-15s. What's to understand? I don't even... I can't. I don't... (laughs) I will give you one single point for making Hamilton. (laughs) And that's it. I don't get a point for John Cena. No! As Thomas Jefferson. Absolutely not. You can tell me he would not have fun with playing Thomas Jefferson as depicted in Hamilton. As long as he does the you can't see me. I don't know how to process That's how he avoids getting shot. (laughs) I hate this so much. John Madison is just getting mowed down and John Cena lays his hand (laughs) from his face. Hamilton's like, where the fuck did he go? Did you ever watch WWE wrestling? Okay, John Cena was a huge wrestler for many, many years, Mm -hmm. and his staple was doing this. Okay. Because you can't see me. And the great thing is, like, I'm not even, like, a huge John Cena fan. Like, I was never into him as a wrestler, but I enjoy his shtick and, like, 
He's an okay actor. But he mostly I... does hefty trash bag commercials now. <laughs> nice. Well, he has the greatest line in the entire Transformers franchise. In the movie Bumblebee, he's like a soldier talking to his superiors, and the superiors are trying to work with the Decepticon. He's like, they literally call themselves the Decepticons. This doesn't raise any red flags for you. I didn't know he was in. I didn't watch Bumblebee. It's not a bad movie. It's not directed by Michael Bay, so that's a point in its favor. True. But here's how much I like John Cena's invisibility bullshit. I was on Amazon one day looking at random Funko Pops. You know what those are? I do. And I wasn't looking for a John Cena one, but I found one, and it was made out of transparent plastic, so he's invisible. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately bought it. I didn't even do add the cart. I was like, buy now. And then I discovered after the fact, his hand is kind of like up in his face, but the head turns so you can make it go back. I love everything about that. I'm pretty sure you sent me a picture of it, yes, too. I have it on my desk at work. It brings me much joy. What's that? Huh? What's joy? <laughs> it's fleeting. Very. Okay, let's get to our game of this episode. Yay! I'm excited because Dan hasn't told us what this game is. Yep. Inspired by the iconic Alexander Hamilton. I have a game called Lexicon, where you're going to guess words from their definitions, and all the answers have L-E-X in them. Like the word has L-E-X? Yes. Do you have an example? Uh, nah, just let's okay. just jump into it. But I'm going to give you a definition. You're going to guess a word, buzz in with your name. Okay. Or if you want to get double points, you can say buzz, buzz, motherfucker. <laughs> so- <laughs> just however you want to buzz in, and then you get a chance to guess. Do I just get points if I say buzz, buzz, motherfucker? No, oh. you have to get it right. Okay. But if you get if you get it right, you get two points instead of one. Okay. <laughs> First word, a shatter-resistant acrylic sheeting that can be used- Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. <laughs> Plexiglass. Correct. My brain doesn't work for this. Next word, capable of bending easily without breaking. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Flexible. Yes. I had to think about it yeah. a lot. <laughs> I was about to give you the clue. It was the opposite of Emily's ACL. (laughs) I have hyperextension, so they're technically flexible, but they definitely don't bend that way. It's not capable of bending without breaking. You're right. Next word. Oh, these are can be people, too. Okay, jeez. Greek king who established the largest empire the ancient world had ever seen. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Is it Alexander the Great? Yes, it is. Next word. The natural color, texture, and appearance of a person's skin, especially of the face. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Complexion? Yes. Co-captain of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Alex Morgan. Yep. I only know that because she's a fucking badass. (laughs) I was hoping one of you would get it. I don't follow sports. Superman's nemesis. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Lex Luthor. (laughs) Don't watch any Marvel. You ready for the next one? Yes. Molly, are you ready? (laughs) I don't know any of these. I don't watch any kind of superhero or watch soccer, so. A house divided into two apartments with a separate entrance for each. I'm giving her a second. I know the answer. I don't know what it is. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Complex. No. What? Oh, wait. Do I get a second chance? I'll give you a second chance. Duplex. Yes. The fuck is that? So, have you seen my mom's house? No. Okay. Well, it's basically, it could be like a line of houses. The way my mom's is set up, it's just like a line of houses and they're all connected. Oh. And separated by a garage. Okay. So it's like apartments? Yes. They technically are, but they're connected. 
Okay. Um, rather in like a housing style rather than an apartment style. Hmm. All right. A disorder that involves difficulty in learning to read or interpret. Buzz buzz, motherfucker. <laughs> Dyslexia. Yes. There you go, Molly. Well, I got one. Inventor of the telephone. Buzz buzz, Alexander Graham Bell. Correct. Founder of Nabisco, the manufacturer of cookies and snacks. Nothing? No? no. Okay, we were looking for Alexander Graham Cracker. <laughs> Which is fake. <laughs> Fuck. But- oh, I feel like you should know me well enough to have guessed it. <laughs> no. No, apparently not. She should. I should have, definitely. Okay, an action that is performed as a response to a stimulus and without conscious thought. Buzz, buzz, motherfucker, reflex. Yes. The vocabulary of a person, language, or branch of knowledge. The vocabulary? Yeah, read mm-hmm. it again. The vocabulary of a person, language, or branch of knowledge. Oh. No guess, Molly? No. It is Lexicon, the name of this game. Oh! Okay, let's see who won. Emily. Let's see Molly. I feel like that's not a question. Molly's points plus Emily's points. Molly wins. That's bullshit. What is that? What did I get? I don't know. The game's called Molly Wins. I feel like this happened last time. It did! That's why he's being a dick! Please get out of my house. <laughs> okay, let me count up the points. Since you were all good enough to say buzz buzz motherfucker. Oh, uh, you get double points on each. Because <laughs> that changes it, because we both said buzz buzz each time. Emily got 14 to Molly 6. Woohoo! Not even 50%. No. Hey, I'm just impressed you guys had an answer. One of you had an answer for at least most of them. That's true. Still disappointed you didn't get Alexander Graham Cracker. That's okay. You can wallow in your sorrow. <laughs> Do we have an urban dictionary for I today? I have three today. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> How many involve poop? <laughs> Only one involves poop. Please. And I'm going to start with that one. Okay. No, I want that to be my last one because it's actually not in English. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Go for it. Okay. So the (laughs) the first one is called Dragon Butter. The look in your eyes is scaring me. I don't want to (laughs) know. Great. Both of you are ready and want to know. (laughs) I don't think that's what was said. Go on. <laughs> she has to compose herself first. <laughs> the taste of anus and semen in the mouth of a woman after giving a rim job and a blow job. <laughs> Dragon butter? Is there an order specified? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, the other definition was worse. Uh, the second definition is the mix of period blood and semen. Oh. <laughs> How does that happen? (laughs) Okay, are you ready for number two? I think that's enough for today, Emily. Does that come out like the same color as those, like, stop talking? Those hostess pink snowballs? Yes. (laughs) Go on. Red pancake. Oh, that sounds... Uh, I know blue waffle isn't something you Google, and I'm afraid it's going to be something very similar. Actually, yes. What? We're just going to leave it at that it's very similar to a blue waffle. I don't think you can. A vaginal infection or battering of a vagina. It's all red. Like bloody? It's infected. 
Thank you, Finn. Finn adding some much-needed sound effects to the podcast. Okay, this one's probably my favorite. The non-English one? Can you specify the language? It's in Spanish. Okay. Okay, so just the word is in Spanish and the definition is in English. Mikago en su madre. Mercajo. I haven't taken Spanish since I was in high school. That's like the uh, professional form of you, isn't it? Yes. Cago? C-A-G-O. Which is it Cajo? Then does the G make an H sound in Spanish? I can't remember. Abe se che de a fe hey yeah yeah Cajo. Does that mean come in your mom? No. Okay, good. An insult in Spanish, popular in Miami, which translates into "I shit on your mother." <laughs> <laughs> this sometimes extended into "Caño carajo mi cajo en su madre." Which loosely translate, fucking hell, I shit on your mother. (laughs) And I'm just going to put this out here. I am sorry if I did not say any of that right. Like I said, it's been many years since I have taken Spanish. And so my translation is a little bad. So please excuse me from that. I don't think you're properly respecting the culture and you should probably be canceled. Or you can fuck right (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up this week's show. As usual, please give us a star rating or review on whatever app you're listening to us on. And you can always check us out at our website at Micah Jiggers. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> I did this last week too, didn't I? You did this the last time I was here too. <laughs> you want to try that again? Yeah. Do I need to tell you the <laughs> address of our website? MikeyChickens.com, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty simple. And as always, you guys can check us out at our website at MikeyJiggers.com or on Facebook at MikeyJiggers Podcast, where you guys can let us know what movies you want us to watch or tell us what you thought of this game that we played and maybe give us other suggestions for other games to play. And welcome Molly back to the podcast because we're hoping to have her on at a later date again, too. Yeah. Don't be afraid to tell us what you thought of Hamilton. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.